Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to ignite your life, to live the life of your dreams? Welcome to Ignite Your Life Radio with inspiring life coach, experienced yoga educator, author, and inspirational speaker, Laura Erdman-Lunds. Laura has inspired hundreds of clients for more than two decades to live happier, more inspiring lives. In fact, her goal for you is nothing less than your extraordinary life, a life that is full of purpose, deeply fulfilling, and vibrantly joyful for you. Join her as she discusses living an inspired life in today's world. And now, the Ignite Your Life show with Laura. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Last week's show was such fun, and it had such a great response. I'm really excited. Thank you all. I'm excited to see so many people listening live today. Kind of exciting thinking of you out there right now listening. So the intention for this show is to be a relatively short, inspiring moment for you. Recordings that you can download and listen to again and again when you need a little oomph in your life. And boy, we all have those days, right? I will not be taking live callers on the show, but you are welcome to ask me questions throughout the week at my Facebook page, Laura Erdman Lunts. I'll bring your questions to the next show and answer them live. So today's topic is one that's near and dear to my heart yet again. I know I said that last week, and quite frankly, I'll probably say that every week. It's definitely how I often feel about what I'm talking about. But it's what do you really, 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 really want, and how do you figure it out? So do you know what you want for your life? And I mean really, really want, not just, you know, I I want to lose 10 pounds or, I, I mean, what do you really want? I want you to take a moment and think about it. I'll wait. Just kidding. It is an intriguing thought, though, isn't it? It's the first question I ask all of my clients before we start coaching together, and nine times out of ten, the response is one of two things, a very quiet I don't know, or an emphatic list of all the things they don't want. I'll tell you what I want. I don't want my job. I don't want my house. I don't want to feel the way I do. You get the picture. Most of us aren't actually aware of what we really want because we are painfully aware and focused on what we don't want. Think about it. Think about your own life. Do you think about all the great things you have going on in your life? Or do you find yourself focused on the one, two, maybe three areas of your life that are painful right now, that are really hard for you? I mean, we don't focus on what we're grateful for, much less focus on what it is that we really want to create. And that's what we want to do. And that's actually where coaching becomes really powerful, right? You realize either I don't know what I want and I'm just getting up every day and doing the same thing day after day. We talked about that last week, stop settling for good enough. And you don't even realize it. 10, 15, 20 years go by, and you'd have a little wake-up call and say, this isn't where I plan to be at this age, you know, at this stage of my life. And I have to say, I get very excited because most of my clients are 40s and 50s, women in their 40s and 50s who had that little wake-up call, and I get so excited when I get a woman in their 20s or 30s, sometimes a man, who comes to me because they don't want to have that wake-up call then. Here they are doing it early, and I love that. So let's talk about why dreaming might be hard for you. So dreaming is hard for most of us because we've cut off our ability to desire. I hear about being realistic more times than I care to think about, and I always put that word in quotes. I really, I don't like that word. I don't like, let's be practical, let's be realistic, 
Because think about it. It means limit yourself. It means think small. I don't want you thinking small. People are trying not to get their hopes up. Another trigger for me. Goodness, get your hopes up, people. That's what we want to do. We want to get excited about the possibilities. We want to have hope, if you will, although that's a little bit of a trigger for me, and I will tell you what, I will do a separate show on that one in a few weeks because that one is really important to me. But we also cut ourselves off from desiring because it feels too materialistic or not grounded or not nice or not spiritual or whatever. And because a lot of my clients are women, I really find that true. The, the, the clients I've had that are men don't seem to have that same problem. They don't seem to have a problem with dreaming big, even if it's financial dreams, you know, around money. Women have a harder time with that. But here's the thing. I once read, and I absolutely love this, the word desire comes from de, de sire, which means from the Father. So in other words, a desire is your soul getting you closer to what it is that you're here in the world for. But if you've been cutting yourself off from your dreams for years, even decades, you're more removed from what you really want, and your dreams may show up in weird ways. Okay, so stick with me. There's this great story I love to share. I share this one all the time because it is so powerful. And it comes from a different coach, a different life coach. She had a client, a man, who she kept coming, kept coming to the calls and she'd say, what do you want? He'd say, I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. Week after week. Three months of this went by. Finally, he blurted, fine, I want a sports car, but it feels too materialistic. And she, being the amazing coach she is, said, fabulous, that's great, go test drive it. And he did. And he came back and he said, okay, I don't want a sports car. And she said, what did you like? And he said, you know, I like to drive fast. And I'm going to shorten the story, but he eventually became a NASCAR pit crew. And he said, okay, but that's not quite it. She said, then what did you like? He said, you know, I like to touch the cars. And he ultimately became a metal sculptor. That was his true desire. But he he was the first person to admit that he had stuffed it. Like he knew he liked art as a child, but he'd stuffed it because it wasn't practical, it wasn't realistic, it wouldn't make enough money. And the only access he had to that memory, to that deep desire as an adult, because it was covered in layers of practicality, was to drive a sports car. And he had judged that. He had judged because he thought it was too materialistic so that he didn't even allow himself to explore it. He he paid a coach for three months before he finally allowed himself to say it out loud. But if he hadn't explored it, he wouldn't have found his true calling, his true dream. So it's much easier and way more fun to move toward what you want than away from what you don't want. Okay, so think of this way. When you're focused on what you don't want, oh, I'm so uncomfortable, I'm so tired of being in debt, I don't want to be in debt, I don't want to be in debt, and you're taking actions to not be in debt, you're focused on not being in debt, and that doesn't feel good. But if instead you say, financial abundance, how amazing will that be? I'm so excited to have zero zeros on my credit card statements. I'm so excited to have the money to travel to Paris, to London, to Aruba, wherever it is that you want to be or go, or I'm excited to pay off the mortgage on my house or to pay cash for my kid's college tuition. Whatever it is, how does that feel? 
And when you figure out what you want, you're able to move toward what we want. Okay, so how do you know if you know what you want? Here's a very easy test to know if you know what you want. Stick with me. It starts to get a little bit of a tongue, be a little bit of a tongue twister. State what you want. Say it out loud right now. Was it in the positive? Was it I want a new car rather than I don't want my car? If so, you know what you want. But here's the next the next step to this. When you say it, how did it feel in your gut? Was there excitement or maybe even a little bit of fear? Was there a visceral, like a reaction in your body? Or did it feel matter-of-fact? So if it felt matter-of-fact, you haven't dug deep enough. Your why, as I call it, why, you know, why you're here, why, why you get up every day, it needs to be emotional. Whatever you're moving towards needs to have a physical reaction. You need to keep digging till you get so excited. You cannot wait to take your next action. Okay, so this brings me to a question I received this week from a listener. This is from Jennifer Kay in Rhode Island. She wrote, I just saw the title of your next radio show. My question is, I have no problem dreaming. In fact, I have huge dreams. My challenge is making them my reality. Okay, Jennifer, thank you so much for that question because it does bring me to a distinction. There are two kinds of people in the world. There are dreamers and practicals. Okay? Now, bear with me. I'm not really big into generalities, although I have to say that this one is pretty profound. We're all a mixture of both, but there are areas in our life where we are more one than the other. Dreamers are people, just like Jennifer, who have pie-in-the-sky dreams, all of these great ideas, this is going to be the next greatest thing, and nothing ever comes into their reality. <laughs> they don't do anything about it. It never becomes, um, and it, their dreams never become their reality. Practicals, on the other hand, well, they're very practical. A practicals can never see 2 to 3% beyond what they really have. They can't even imagine it. It's just this, I, it, it's really fun to work with these people and get to their dreams because it's such an eye-opening experience. It's the first time ever they've figured it out. Now, what I find is that our world is more made up of practicals, as I mentioned earlier, because even the people who came here to be dreamers are um, have a habit kind of practicaled out of them, <laughs> if you will. Let's make it a verb. So they've become realistic because that's the mode of our world is to be realistic. So most people are that. Now, there is a great quote by Sarah Van Bresnack, and I don't have it in front of me, so I'm going to paraphrase it. The world needs doers, and the world needs dreamers. But most of all, the world needs dreamers who do. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, the dreamers who do are the ones who have changed the world, right? Steve Jobs, Einstein, Mother Teresa. I mean, all of these people are the people who are the the crazies in the world, if you've seen that YouTube video, I love that. They're all dreamers who do. The ones who think outside the box, who think, why not? Why not? Why not? So, Jennifer, how can I help you? First of all, I think I might need to do a separate show specifically for dreamers to help you. But let me tell you that what happens is the dreamers, for those of you familiar with chakras and energy, dreamers are open in their upper chakras. Practicals are open in their lower chakras. 
So one of the things you can do, Jennifer, is to help you support your lower chakras by um, doing things outside, getting barefoot in the grass, help ground yourself. Also get with a friend who's more practical and one who hopefully won't poo-poo your dream, right, who won't won't say that's not realistic, <laughs> and have them help you put a plan together because that's usually the big challenge with dreamers is they can't put a plan together. So figuring out when it is you want your dream, is it five years, ten years, or is it five months? When do you want to have it in fruition? You know, when do you want it here? And then work backwards. So what do I need to do in four years, in three years, in two years, in one year? What do I need to do in six months, six weeks, today? And that will put together an action-oriented step for you so that you can make your dream reality. You know, I'll share this is one of the reasons I, I will tell you that I make a great coach is I'm both a dreamer and a practical. So I can help people dream really big and then we can put a very practical plan together in order for it to become your reality. Okay, so let's come back to working with the practical. And let's talk about how you can figure out what you want. So if you still aren't in that place where it's emotional, you know, you're still not where you're thinking this is definitely what I want, here are some ideas on how to help you figure it out. First one is childhood fantasies. What did you want to be when you grew up, when you were little? Do you remember? See if you can tap back into that. Because when we were little, we weren't as practical, we weren't as realistic, and we were much more in tune with our inner vision. I'll share with you, uh, my vision, my dream was to actually be a spy. Specifically, I wanted to be James Bond. Now, when I thought about it as an adult, you know, I looked back and thought, okay, you know, I didn't want to be a teacher, I didn't want to be a secretary, <laughs> which when I was young were the traditional things girls wanted to be. I didn't want to be a doctor, I didn't want to be a lawyer, I really wanted to be a spy. And actually in college I went on to study government affairs, I spoke three languages, and my intention was still on that, <coughs> excuse me, on that route. But when I really thought about it, I thought, okay, I'm pretty sure it's not a license to kill that I'm looking for here. It was the travel that James Bond did. Adventure is one of my core values. I love adventure. I love, love, love to travel. I've traveled extensively in my life. And that was incredibly eye-opening. And I added travel. In fact, my vision board is 90%, the places that I would like to travel, which is really exciting. And that, that, is, that helped me tap in to something that was emotional for me. Okay, so the first thing you can do is look at your childhood fantasies and delve deeply into them. Okay, I could have easily said spy. Oh, that's silly. I just wanted to be something I saw on TV. But when I looked at it more deeply, I could figure it out. Same thing with the guy who wanted the sports car, right? Just totally materialistic. I don't even want to look at it. When he looked at it, he was able to dig deeper. The second way to do it is use envy for good, not evil. Okay, so envy... Well, it's a negative emotion, right? It's, it's someone has something that you want. Envy, though, really comes from they have something that you want and you assume you can't have it. That's the negative piece behind it. Instead, if you envy someone, and you do, by the way, I have people all the time who say, oh, no, I don't envy anyone, and then a week later they come back and say, okay, I realize, you know, it's my neighbor, it's my sister, I do have envy. Um, Notice what it is you envy. What is it about their life that I wish I had? And then 
I will tell you, often people say, oh, I don't even really want that. And now their envy dissipates and they're purely happy for the person. If you do want it, add it to your list. Wow, I want that relationship. I want to travel the way they do. I really love how content she is with her life. I want to feel that. Whatever it is, add it to your list. Number three, figuring out what you want. Clarity through contrast. Okay, this is creating clarity around what it is that you want by looking at what you don't want. Okay, so this is a brief period of getting to look at what you don't want because we usually don't want to focus there. So if you take a piece of paper and (coughs) divide it into three columns. On the left side, write all the things you don't want. And I mean, get it all out there. If there are 40, 50, 100 things in the list, you are not alone. That's usually once we start really thinking about it and focusing on it, we're the numbers that many of us come to. Then what you do is you cross it off, and in the middle column, you write the opposite. I don't want my car. I want a new car. And if that feels good, done. Often you need to tweak, and this is your opportunity to tweak. So I don't want my job. I want a new job. Wait, no, I don't really want a new job. I want to be retired. No, I don't want to be retired. I want to work part-time. Oh, that feels good. And notice how you feel when you say it. There's no room for limitations here. There's no room for what I call, yeah, but. Yeah, but I can't afford that. Ah, I can't stand it when people say that. Don't even go there. Let yourself dream. I'm not telling you leave your job now. I'm saying, okay, I want to work part-time. So that means I want to start exploring what it means and how I could create part-time work. If you completely write it off, you're never going to find it. There's actually a part of your brain that doesn't look, let you look at things you don't believe are possible. <laughs> Another radio show. I won't go into that one today. So it's until you say, well, why not? Maybe. Really powerful. Now, the last thing I suggest is look at attractive images. What are the images that really draw you in, that get you excited, ones that make you feel good? I mean, they may not know why they make you feel good. doesn't matter. Start to collect them. And then you can start to contemplate, what is it that makes me happy when I look at this? Is it the colors? Is it the location? Is it the emotion on the people's faces? Um, What is it? And it will help you begin to get to whatever it is that you want. Okay, I have a few more tips before we end. First of all, begin right now by honoring what you want. Okay, here it is again. There's no room for judgment. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I will say it till I'm blue in the face. Just let whatever comes up be a fascinating experiment. Huh, I do want a sports car. And that does feel superficial. Why? Seriously, y'all, I just don't even believe that that anything is bad, if you will. Money is just a tool. So many people have so many issues around money. It's not spiritual. It's materialistic. Holy cow. If all the amazing people in the world had tons of money, can you imagine where the world would be? Think about that. Think about all the good you could do with tons of money. Don't. Yeah, but anything, let yourself explore. There's no limitations. There are no materialistic responses to this question. Number two, I highly recommend setting aside some time to really be able to delve in when you can have quiet time. 
So a whole day or an afternoon, we could spend some time helping yourself feel really good, grounded, and peaceful, and rock solid about who you are and and your life, you know, looking at it and going, hey, I'm really ready to stop settling for good enough and to create what it is that I really want. The better you feel, the more connected you're going to be to your higher self, to that inside of you who knows all. And that's what you want to tap into as you work on this. Sit down someplace beautiful all by yourself with your favorite pen in a journal and just let yourself go. Let yourself write. And it's okay to start with where you're unhappy. I really don't want this anymore. Get it out. Get it processed. Say it and let it be the last time you say it. Now, I will also add that I always find a glass of wine very helpful. Okay, so... Stick with me here. A single glass of wine can help you break down your limiting beliefs. can help you say, why not? That would be really great. Why not? So if that works for you, great. If not, a lovely cup of tea is great, too. Be sure it isn't two glasses of wine, though, because that's when negativity can become, can start to raise its ugly head. Then begin to dream. If you could have anything, and I mean anything, what do you really want? Who do you envy? Why? What do you not want? What would it look like if that was gone? Get it all out there. My guess is tears will begin to flow and you'll start to get really excited about the possibility that maybe, just maybe, you can create this for yourself. My very last step is I recommend that you see yourself on your deathbed Envision yourself there with a smile on your face because all you can think of is that was a life well lived. What would make you smile like that? Okay, let me leave you with one last thought. As your life coach, I guarantee you're not done. No matter what you come up with this first round, it's not big enough. Really, no one dreams big enough the first time around. And goodness, I've been doing this for years, and I'm still adding. And it feels good. It feels really good. It's not about I'm unhappy. It's about I am deliriously happy, and I'm ready to grow and learn and expand my life, to live my purpose, to be more authentic. It feels great. So revisit your dream regularly. The more you stretch your life, so the more you take actions toward building your dream, the more you know you'll more I can't even talk, the more you will know you are capable of creating. And then go for it. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining me this week. Join me next week when we'll be discussing are you moving toward what you want or away from what you don't want? And this is gonna be a really quick show. It's gonna give you a very powerful tool to work with as you go forward. Now, again, I'm happy to answer questions. You can find me on Facebook at Laura Erdman Month. You can also find out more about coaching with me at my website, MuseLaura.com. While you are there, sign up for my email and receive a dose of inspiration, the Monday morning musing, every Monday in your inbox. Have a great week, everyone. May you be inspired to live your extraordinary life. Thanks for joining me.